one time I remember um, they passed a law like arresting pastors who are converting people. So they will call uh, whoever is baptizing people or whoever is telling them about God. Um, they need to get arrest right away. That's Ramya Rajaratnam, and she is remembering one of the challenges she and her husband Raja faced when they were planting churches in their homeland of South Asia. People were waiting to bring the pastors to the prison. Ramya and her husband Raja are our guests on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Raja moved to the States in 2007. His family joined him three years later, and he became an associate pastor at a multinationality church in Massachusetts. We can't tell you the country they came from because of the danger it might pose to ongoing ministry work there. Someone who often spoke out on behalf of persecuted Christians like the Rajaratnams was Ravi Zacharias. He was a popular Christian evangelist and apologist who died of cancer earlier this week. And before we get to the Rajaratnam story, we want to take a moment to pay tribute to Ravi, who was a longtime friend of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. We last spoke with Ravi about three years ago. It was at a conference for persecuted Christians. And and here's a little bit of what he told us about the need to pray for and support Christians who are persecuted for their faith. You know, when I travel around to the, and I do a lot, I cover a lot of countries every year. Uh, I hear it firsthand and I see it firsthand. But the average Christian will just read smattering of it in the news or if a pastor is abducted or something like that. They don't often hear of the deprivation and the lack and the slaughter that's going on in great numbers. If we don't speak up now, it may be too late at some point. You'll hear some more biblical insights and challenges from Ravi Zacharias a bit later on, and you will also hear from Billy Graham. Do you have this obsession that Christ is first and his will dominates your life in every area? Then what will you do with his command to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel? Whether you would like to know more about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, or you'd like to know how the gospel can change your own life, we've got one website that can do both. The address is findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. We have a link to the site and a link to more information about Ravi Zacharias in the show notes. GPS. God. People. Stories. The culture where we came from that time is mostly 100% is arranged marriage. So one day my mother came and told me that I found a girl and you're marrying her. Even though the two families knew each other, Raja had never laid eyes upon Ramya before. In fact, the first time he met her was the day of their betrothal or engagement. And that time, not just alone, we had like 25 people with us. So we were in the same kind of this room. Everybody was sitting. She was in one corner, I was in another corner. I could able to see it just five minutes. Both Raja and Ramya grew up in Christian homes, and each of them had given their hearts to Jesus Christ long before they were married. The cultural tradition of an arranged marriage was no issue for Raja or Ramya. 
I wouldn't say I could, I didn't have any choice. I did have choice to say no, but I was praying like God would bring the right person to me. And as soon as my parents said, this is it, and I knew for sure this is from God because I trusted God first and I trusted my parents next. And I knew for sure this is from God. The wedding was held about two and a half months after the betrothal on September 30th, 1999, and they have been happily married ever since. Raja says Ramya is God's answer to the prayers he started praying as a freshman in college. So all I prayed is, Lord, I need someone that who has the same call like me, the passion for ministry. You know, otherwise, uh, you know how hard is ministry. It's a long run. It's not just one job that you know you like or you don't like it. You can just quit and go to another job. Ministry is not like that. Ministry is a lifetime commitment for God. The ministry Raja was working for when he graduated from college assigned him to be a church pioneer, or what we might call a church planter. The culture that we come from is completely faith life. So they don't support you like they don't say there's this much amount that we're going to give you for yearly support or two years support. It's all a faith life. So we went to a village that was like most of them Hindu and Muslims. It was a small village. I would say 6,000 people. That's a small village. And it's totally different than what we grew up. So even the even though we speak the same language, but it's totally a different uh, culture. So it took a little while to get adjusted to it. One of the first major obstacles facing Raja and Ramya was finding a place to live. It wasn't a cultural difference that was a problem. It was actually a religious difference. That time was so hard to get house because you're Christian. The particularly the town that we wanted to do ministry, they don't rent Christians because they do say you don't follow our rituals and everything because they expect to do so. And we were not able to do that. So I'm not able to get house. But then Raja and Ramya met a landlord who had a solution to their dilemma. He suggested that they hire someone to perform the household rituals that the community expected, but which they themselves refused to perform. Then he would rent to them. So that's why we were able to get a one-bedroom apartment, and we were able to stay there, and we started a church. And for Ministry, we no place to go. Sometimes we just go on Sunday morning, standing outside under the tree, and we would start preaching. That's what I really did. I Morning time, if I see five, ten people on the street, I would just go stand on the street, start preaching. And people would hear me preaching the gospel, and I would give them an altar call and say, if anyone here who wants to have a prayer, Jesus loves you, come. Wherever Raja was preaching or ministering, Ramya was at his side. I was like full-time pastor's wife. <laughs> so that means I, I, I got to support him in every way. Um, so um, wherever he went, I, I was with him um, because of the place we came from. Sometimes they will, you know, shut their hearts and doors for just if a man comes. If, if they see a family, it's more open doors. So I always accompanied him wherever he went. Uh, so even at, at the streets and the small villages, even the small houses, I was with him uh, whenever he preached, and I used to sing songs with him and, you know, tell stories, Bible stories with uh, to the little ones. And even after I got children, I carried uh, the kids with us wherever we went. Uh, so the, in the motorcycle, we all went together as a family. Yep. 
a motorcycle. This evangelist, preacher, church planter, and his wife went everywhere on a motorcycle, even after their kids were born. Raja also used his motorcycle when he and Ramya would show the Jesus film. That's a movie from Campus Crusade for Christ that's been used by missionaries for decades. He'd set up the projector and speakers on the motorcycle for showing the film. Earlier in the day, he and a friend would use the motorcycle to advertise that night's showing. We would have a microphone. I will be driving. He'll be in the back saying that Jesus loves you and we want to pray. Today evening, we're going to show the movie in a, you know, the playground. So that's what I would go around the village like Joshua, marching around praying. God provided for Raja and Ramya's needs in South Asia in a number of interesting ways, including one of the ways he made sure they always had enough to eat. When you go to a village, they do harvest. So no matter it's Christian, other religion, they know they need to offer to their God in as an offering. So they would bring their grain, grains or vegetables So to when we go to meet them. So that would be our starting bringing. I mean, that's the testimony we can share. God's faithfulness. Not a one day uh, we were left with no food or no clothes or no shelter. God provided each and every day. Even not a one day, I could say, not even one meal. One like, meal. We didn't even skip one meal uh, by the grace of God. It's wow. totally, totally His faithfulness and His provision, I would say. During their years in ministry in South Asia, Raja and Ramya planted two churches in two different villages. But they also traveled to many other villages to share the message of Jesus. And in some of those villages, they were met with opposition and persecution. So we would travel uh, like 10 miles, 15 miles in that motorcycle and go tell them. And and they would say, don't even think about coming back. If you come, um, we won't see you again. They will be at the entrance of the village and they will stop us right there. They won't even let us go in. Um, so and even a lot of festivals were there, like it, because it was a really small town, a lot, of, a lot of Hindu and Muslim festivals. So they would not let us stay when the festivals. Uh, so it. It was not a lot of freedom in there, not a lot of open doors over there. In spite of the constraints they faced, God still used Raja and Ramya to introduce people to Jesus. For example, in the town Ramya is talking about with the Hindu and Muslim festivals, at least 15 to 20 people accepted their invitation to learn more about Jesus. At that time, we didn't have a church, so we had prayer meeting in our living room. So people came to our house for prayer. Uh, that that's how uh, we started it. And because of like so much uh, opposition, we had to leave that small town. Not only was it dangerous for Raja and Ramya, it was likely even more dangerous for those villagers who made the decision to give their lives to Christ. Raja said some of them chose to live as secret Christians. When we left the village, we were able to send them to a different close by other churches that already established church. So that way we didn't leave them abandoned. So we introduced to them other churches so they were able to go close by. There were times Raja and Ramya faced more opposition and times when they faced less. Every time the political uh, climate changed, we would face different kind of challenges. So even um, one time I remember um, they passed a law like 
arresting pastors who are converting people. So they will call uh, whoever is baptizing people or whoever is telling them about God. Um, they need to get a rest right away. Uh, but we were all, all, we were praying and praying by the grace of God. That law changed immediately. Um, so we didn't get to, uh, into trouble or anything like that. But that was a big threat. I, I still remember that um, because uh, people were waiting to, you know, bring the pastors to the prison. The threats that Ramya and Raja faced in their home country did not scare them away from telling people about the hope that's found in Jesus. I mean, at that age, I felt very strong in my faith. It's like they are doing it for the God who is not even real. And, you know, um, I serve a God who is living. And every time when they say as we would come and pray that night and we will get more confidence and boldness to go to another place uh, to uh, talk about Jesus. So I, um, we felt more courage and boldness than anything. I mean, of course, we had, um, you know, we had fear uh, to go to the same place, but we, w- we will do it. You know, we will uh, try whatever possible way to reach out to that one family in that town. Ramya and Raja haven't had to worry about religious persecution since they came to the United States. However, sharing the gospel here hasn't been as easy as they thought it would be. It was a, re- a culture shock for us first, <laughs> very big. Um, it was like really changed because we thought it's a Christian country right here. So we thought, oh, it would be really easy to minister here. And it's very easy to approach people here. But as soon as we came here, we knew right away that was not the case. Um, and that's when God told us, like, this is the reason. Because long ago, we needed missionaries back home. But uh, we realized uh, we need ministries, uh, missionaries to America now uh, because there is lot of darkness in here. There are a lot of uh, broken homes and there are so many people in need. And and that sounds like, okay, Lord, now we know there is a purpose because God never does anything for no reason. He has a plan and purpose. So we knew right away, look, thank you, God, for bringing us here. Um, even if it's for a season, thank you, God, um, because you are going to use us. It's time to show the If Raja and Ramya's story has inspired you to be more bold in sharing your faith in Jesus, we have somewhere we'd like for you to visit. It's our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's also the site to use if you'd like to begin a relationship with Jesus. The address again, findpeacewithgod.net. As you've heard, Raja and Ramya have dedicated their lives to telling people about their need for Jesus and equipping fellow Christians to do the same. Someone else who did that right up until his dying days was Ravi Zacharias. You're going to hear some words of wisdom from Ravi in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Is Christ really Lord of your life? Have you submitted your will to him, your future, your vocation? Who you're going to marry? Billy Graham. Do you have this obsession that Christ is first and his will dominates your life in every area? Then what will you do with his command to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel? 
If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and made him Lord of your life, you have to take seriously this call, this command. I would like to challenge you tonight to be a witness for Christ wherever you go. Tonight, God has a great message he wants to deliver to the world, and it's a message of hope, and you can take it to them. He said, I love you. I want you to come back into fellowship with me. I want you to be reconciled to me, and I will forgive you. I will give you eternal life. I gave my son to die on the cross, and he shed his blood for you. Our guests on this episode of GPS are Raja and Ramya Rajaratnam. They understand the importance of Christ followers being ready to tell others about Jesus in a world that's often hostile to Christianity. Ravi Zacharias understood the importance of that too. Ravi was a Christian apologist and evangelist who died of cancer this past week. You heard some of his insights earlier in this episode, insights he shared with us when we last talked to him back in 2017. Here's a little more from that conversation. We must teach our children what the Bible says about God, and we have to train our pastors and our youth pastors to be able to take the headwinds of contrary worldviews and know how to lovingly and gently dismantle those worldviews to present the beauty of Christ. We need to be bold and we need to be gracious. See, the hostility that we face is mocking our message. But at the same time, the world is quite empty. They don't have the answers. How we respond to the hostility is going to be our method. How we respond to the emptiness is going to be our message. So the message and method have to go hand in hand. When Ravi Zacharias took his last breath this past Tuesday morning, He was welcomed into God's presence in heaven. That's because he had a relationship with Jesus Christ before he died. And you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ right here, right now. Learn more about what that means at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. We also have a link to that site and a link for more information about Ravi Zacharias in our show notes. We want to thank our guests, Raj and Ramya Rajaratnam, for their bold faithfulness in sharing the love of Christ and for sharing their story with us here on GPS. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. We also want to thank you for listening to GPS God People Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Hey!